Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Here's our main verse right off the bat. I want to show you something. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I love this. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love are the big three that will actually last forever. Our stuff won't last. Our bodies don't last. Our earthly accomplishments won't last forever. Faith, hope, and love remain when all is said and done. Think about that. The three things that remain is faith, hope, and love. And if these things remain forever, then these are the things we must give our full attention to for the next few weeks because, and forever. Because from these three flow the literal blessings of God. From these three, mountains are moved, strongholds are broken, relationships are mended, provision is supplied, prodigals come home from the big three. So let's dive into them. Not only to understand the big three, but to experience them, and more importantly, to express them to the people around us. Because it's one thing to know what faith, hope, and love are, but an entirely different thing to express them, to see them in action. And I believe when we see them in action, as we apply the big three, we'll become a better version of ourselves and the person God has created us to be. And I believe we're going to see a little slice of heaven come and change the world around us as we give the big three. So Paul gets right to the heart of the matter, reading this in its context in 1 Corinthians we see that the Corinthian church was having some problems. I know nobody here has any problems, but I just want to say that they were having some problems. Paul wrote this letter to the church to correct what he saw as wrong views. These wrong views created conflict, and this conflict was causing division. We've seen and we are witnessing the same problems in the world right now. Conflict causing division, whether in the home or in the country, it's here. So Paul wrote the letter urging everyone to walk in unity. He strongly encourages them to get on the same page. Say, get on the same page. 1 Corinthians 1.10, so he says this, he says, uh, so I appeal to you, in, in verse 10, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, right off the bat, by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony. Get on the same page with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. You know, it's, it's what I value the most as well in life, unity. You know, I grew up in a home where there was a ton of chaos and disunity. So I'm very sensitive when it starts to rear its head in, in different ways. So, but it's very important to me that people get along. It's very important to me that that that. People love each other. I think our church does a great job in that area. I do. And by the way, we're continuing to learn and, and, and live that and grow that kind of unity as well. So Paul wants to bring the Corinthian church back to the main thing, the big three, the right way to follow Jesus, the right expression of Jesus as well. So he gives us this powerful truth. We'll actually just one more time and we'll, we'll, we'll read it again and then we'll move forward. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Let's just read it together in the count of three. One, two, three. And now these three remain, faith, 
hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So let's begin to unpack the big three, starting with faith. Say faith. My goal, God's goal to inspire by faith, to pump you up with faith, to see your faith grow and to see your faith go. And it's not a question of whether or not you have faith. It's actually a bold statement with an exclamation point. You've got faith. Say, I got faith. Let me prove it right here. Romans 12, 3. For I say, Paul says, through the grace given to me, to everyone who's among you, everyone, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt or given to each one a measure of faith. The real translation is, is the measure of faith, which I think is even more powerful. God has given to each one, everyone, faith. But not everyone uses this incredible gift. The Bible is clear that faith is really important to God. Jesus talked about it a lot in words like this, your faith has made you whole, or because of your faith you've been healed, or according to your faith, let it be done. And the list goes on and on. Faith is a big deal to God. When the disciples were worried about future provision, anybody here worried about future provision? Anybody ever get worried about future provision? Excuse me. I do, right? Come on. It, it, it creeps up at times. Well, Jesus didn't, didn't tread lightly with the disciples around that. He, and then he said, hey, Lord, we're worried about the future. He says, uh, hey, listen, if I care for the birds, won't I certainly care for you, oh, you of little faith, <laughs> right? We know that the Bible gives us levels of faith. There's no faith, there's little faith, there's regular faith, and there's great faith. In other words, your faith can grow. That measure of faith that God has given you can grow. And after Paul, I love it, after Paul walked on water, now think about this, he walked on water and began to sink. Jesus said this in Matthew 14, 31. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Oh, I'm so thankful he reached out and grabbed him. <laughs> Didn't let him sink. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? And I, listen, I'm I kind of chuckle at that and I'm perplexed because the dude just walked on water. Now think about this. The, the, Peter just literally walked on water and Jesus lovingly <laughs> corrects him, right? Why, why did you doubt me? And I thought, come on, man. I'd say, Peter, way to go, dude. You sank, but man, you walked on water. Way to go! I'd say, you, you need to go start a worldwide ministry. People are going to want to talk to you. They want to know how it felt with your feet on the water. Just where you were hovering. What was happening there? Like I'd say, Peter, man, you need to go and reach the world with this moment. But Jesus said, what's up with your faith? How come, how come you, why did you doubt me, Peter? It seems like insensitive, but, but no, no. Faith is a big deal to God. I tried to walk on water once. In a pool, by faith. It didn't work. Face plant. Please hear this. Apparently, Jesus wasn't out there on the water calling me. Now, when, when we talk about faith, just, just at least get this one right. Jesus, are you out there calling me? If not, don't, don't you have to do it. You don't have to do it, right? Right? Just, just know that if, if Jesus is out there, whatever circumstance you're in, you can go. Amen? 
but at least I tried. Faith is important because it affects how we think, what we say, and what we do. Faith, listen, is the victory that overcomes the world and the devil. Faith is the only way we're able to stand, the only way we're able to live, and the only way we're able to truly love. We're born into eternity through faith. We are right with God by faith in Jesus. We are forgiven by faith. We are healed by faith. We understand the mysteries of God by faith. We learn God's word by faith. By faith, we understand things to come. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's a lot, right? That's a ton. So faith, faith is the source of our strength, our provision, our courage, our guidance. Faith is the only thing that can sustain us in the trials, troubles, and persecutions in these last days. Faith is important to God. And faith is a nuisance to the devil. <laughs> Come on. Faith is a nuisance to the devil. So I found out. So that's why Paul said we fight the good fight of faith, right? What? I kind of wish he didn't say that, but, but it's true. You got to know this up front. When you start following Jesus, there's a fight for your faith. Do you know that? It's a double fight. It's a fight. It's a good fight of faith. It's a good fight. Like when you grab a hold of, when you, when you grab faith and when you say, Lord, it's mine, faith is mine. You know, I'm, I'm going to walk in faith, walk by faith, right? Just know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess, it's going to annoy, it's going to torment the devil. Faith brings a fight with the enemy. How many know that? Like all of a sudden you find yourself in a predicament and God says, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Are you going to run away? Are you going to lay down? Or are you going to fight by faith? Right? See, I just want to let you know that up front. The enemy tries to block your faith when God says, no, 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 you, you press through. Because this is what I found out. Many people want the favor of God without the fight. Many want the blessings of God without the brawl. <laughs> right? We fight the good fight of faith. Don't give the devil the satisfaction of blocking your faith. Don't give it. So today you're in a great place because you'll hear the word and the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Thank you. That's right. Hearing by the word of God. Good job. So let's continue this little faith journey today. I want to get as much as I can. You take some notes. There's a lot of good stuff in here. And I'm, you, you may not get all, get all of it, but if you can get one thing today that'll, just, that'll get your faith going, it's worth it. Amen? Look at this. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. When faith is working properly, then faith is substance. This is so important. We sang about it. Faith is foundational. A foundation is what supports everything built on it. And our faith is founded completely on Jesus, what he accomplished on the cross and from his resurrection. Jesus is that cornerstone. But, but to many, Jesus is not the cornerstone. He's not the foundation. He's a fleeting thought or someone to run to only when times get tough. I think many times our faith is something that we toss around rather than stand upon. But when faith is working, listen, 
It's working underneath. It's substance. Let me just show you. Have you ever met a person who's like, they're, 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 you meet them, you're like, man, there's so much substance about them. Like there's, they're, they're, there's a depth about them. Have you ever met someone, man, so, they're so surfacy, right? No judgment. They're so, or, or man, there's so much depth. You ever met that person? The depth, right? Depth, substance. You just know it when you meet them. You know that, that they've weathered storms. You know that they've trusted God through trials and pressure. And now they have substance. 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 Faith is substance. Right? That's the goal of, of God is to get substance there. Like there comes a time when, when our kids, they, they, they don't rely on mama and daddy's faith anymore. Now they got to build their own faith and their own substance, right? They got to unfortunately go through their own tests and trials. And, but that's a good thing, right? Because they, they need substance. Faith is, say, substance. Foundational. Don't fall for the trap of letting your gift, your ability, your charisma, your accomplishments prop up your identity. Let Jesus prop you up. Let Jesus be your substance. Is something else propping, propping up your life? your career, your spouse, your money, your position. That's a recipe for disaster, my friends. By faith right now, just give it all to Jesus and let faith have substance in your life. So faith is substance and faith is evidence. Say evidence. Here's, the, here's again, uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. <clears throat> in other words, Faith is substance in you, which then brings evidence around you. That's the way I see it. Faith is substance in you that eventually brings the evidence around you. You know, if you, if you go out and, uh, anywhere near the res kids, you're going to see a big old boat, an ark, which we love. Man, when that ark opened, the kids just went a-running. Matter of fact, we hear stories like Saturday night, hey, mom, dad, I want to go to church because I want to get on the ark, <laughs> right? How cool is that? How cool is that? Well, that came from a thought or a dream from Johnny and Katie Harrington and a few other people. All of a sudden, they had a substance moment. <clears throat> like, man, could we do that? Could we actually build a big old boat right in the middle of all that stuff and let the kid, they're like, yeah, they got excited, right? Substance, there was something there. And then they linked their faith with a few others and voila, the ark is here. The idea was a heartfelt thought that brought excitement. It was deep. It was substance which, which then gave evidence. That's what faith is. You guys still with me? When I believed in Jesus, I began to experience the evidence of God in my own life. Receive Jesus, Jesus who is substance. All of a sudden from there, I'm like, I felt clean. I felt hopeful. I felt encouraged. I felt loved. I came alive. I was once wandering. And now, I'm, I, I, now I'm, I found purpose and direction. Evidence. <clears throat> Matter of fact, my own family. Man, Danny's different. <laughs> I sure was. Not of my own strength, but simply believed in Jesus, substance, and all of a sudden now evidence is showing up. You'd be surprised. 
if you ask people that, that, that are close to you as you follow Jesus, you'd be surprised the compliments you're going to get, especially if they've known you your whole life. They're going to say, yeah, man, you've changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, see, a lot of times we think we never change, right? We're like, man, am I even changing? Oh, I guarantee you are. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Just ask the right people. <laughs> Don't ask the wrong people. <clears throat> but I know what you're thinking. Faith seems so hard to do, right? It seems so hard to do. Sometimes it's too difficult. <clears throat> so I want to make this easy today. So but what I, what, here's what I've seen. We tend to put too much pressure on us. We put too much pressure on others instead of putting the pressure on God. Well, if I just go see Kevin and Val, I'm going to get prayer from them. I'm going to put all the pressure on them. They're going to find out. They're going to say, oh, don't put pressure on me. They can't heal a fly. I can't heal a fly. But God can through them, right? And they know that. They know that. But, but what we do, we like, oh, man, I got to see Dan and Emily. I got to see, you know, like, no, 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 no. When you get to us, we're going to put all the pressure on God. The one thing I love about when we pray for people, I, I, I always try to tell them, hey, don't, even, don't tell me anything because I want God to speak to you. I want to put all the pressure on him to show you how great he is, right? I love doing that. I love, I love like putting all the pressure on God God is so good. See, faith is putting the pressure on God, not you, not me, not others. On his promises already written in stone, on his word that does not change, on his shoulders that can carry anything and everything. Faith isn't as difficult as you think. It's actually simple. And you don't need a lot of it to move your mountain. You just need a mustard seed. Let's try to make this simple. Because you might be at the end of your rope right now. You might, think, you might feel like you're sinking, but God is reaching, just like he did with Peter, out to rescue you. He's inviting you to have faith and strengthen your faith. He's inviting you. That's right. Faith is inviting. <clears throat> it's inviting. This is so important. Faith is inviting. Not intimidating, inviting. I've said this before, if faith were a person, I see him as a laid back, very happy and joyful surfer dude. Kind of like Trev. Trev's that way. You just, you know, you get around, he's just, you know, he's happy, he's joyful. I love that about him. But you know what, but, but, that's, but that, that's, that's what faith is. Easy going. Please hear this, easy going. Not worried, just ready to live life. He's inviting, and he's constantly inviting us into relationship with Jesus. Faith, if he were a person, is a simple dude. And faith is actually a simple doorway. Well, then I hear you, but how do I get it to work? Well, you don't necessarily have to get it to work. You really just have to walk through a doorway. I want to show you this. This is really important because so many times, again, have you ever tried so hard by faith? You know, I'm going to try harder. Try harder, Dan. Come on. Try harder. And you're like, I didn't get anywhere. Because you don't have to try so hard with faith. Faith is simple. 
Faith is simple. Oh, man, if I could, and believe me, I, I've not arrived here, but I want to encourage you today that if you, are, if you are in a spot where you just, you just need God to move and God is asking you, he's out in the water saying, hey, come, come to me, come to me. It's not difficult. You don't have to jump through hoops. You just need to, by faith, walk towards him and literally walk in him, in him, through him, in him, we live and move and have our being. Jesus is the doorway. Come on, right? He's the doorway. Faith is a simple doorway to walk through. Here's the verse, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Check this out. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. Say through faith. So you got to go through something, right? Through faith. Through faith. Grace is a gift. I say grace always gets us to the door. Grace is the, is the favor of God that gets us to the doorway of faith in Jesus, and we just make the decision, I'm going to go through. I'm going through. Through faith. We're saved by grace through faith. And the truth be told, there's usually opposition, an enemy trying to stand in front of you, blocking you from that doorway. We just went through fear, right? We just talked about fear, how fear can just block your doorway. Don't let them. Remember, when you get into, when you get in, you're going into faith. Think of that surfer dude. Think of a heavenly father, right? He's like this. Or you can think of that religious person. Have you done your duties? Have you gone to church? You've been good or bad? That's not God. God's like, hey, come on. Come on in. Come on in. Come on. But, but Lord, you don't know me. Yes, I do. Come on in. But Lord, I, I'm not good enough. Yes, you are. Come on. I'm good enough. Come on in, right? Come on. That's what he does. That's what faith does. Come on in. I know, this is what I'm learning more and more about just ministry. I'm there to catch fish, not clean them. <laughs> I'm just here to catch them, right? The whole, God cleans them. Like, I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I'm not, in, I'm not getting into your life and, and unless you ask me for advice. I'll give you advice, but I'm not, I'm not looking around trying to clean fish. <laughs> I'm just here to catch them, right? I'm here to sow seed. I'm here to give you guys encouragement, and we'll do the same outside these four walls. You guys ready? I want to quickly run you through um, something very powerful. It's called the hall, the hall of faith, the hall of faith. Um, because if faith is a doorway, listen, then it's either open for business or closed. You hear me? If faith is a doorway, it's open for business or closed for business. I want you to open up for business. Matter of fact, say this to me. Say, Lord, today my faith is open for business. And when it's open, this is how you know. This is how they will know too if faith is open. Number one, it gives to God. It gives to God. I'm going to rattle through these really quick, but they're, but they're worth it. Say gives to God. Faith is a giver to God and others. Now, I'm not talking about money or resources alone. That's a part of it. I'm talking about giving you what you bring to the table. You are the gift. You have gifts and you have resources. When faith is open for business, it gives. It gives cheerfully. It gives generously. It gives lovingly and quietly. Is your giver working? Is your, if, if your giver is working, then faith is open for business. I love, I met uh, Scott and Brittany. I don't know if they're here. Um, 
maybe it's the second, but met them for the first time. Been here 10 months. They just, and, and so they came to, to, the, to the front. Usually we're, you know, we're praying for people, helping them through stuff. And they, they, came, they waited and came. They just said, we just want to meet you. We want to tell you how much we love this church. We absolutely love this church. We love the people. We, lo- we love everything about it. I'm thinking, wow, your giver's working. They're walking by faith. They're giving me encouragement. They're like pouring this in me. I'm like, man, that's awesome. I love that. See, if it's not working, just open it up and watch God give right back to you. It's one thing I love about our church. Our church is actually a generous church. Many people giving of themselves to others for Jesus. We see it every time we have an event. We just see people pop up out of nowhere just giving of themselves. I love that. I love it. So let me, let me show you this in, in, in the hall of faith. Here, here's a scripture. These are the saints that went before us, Hebrews eleven four. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Abel gave. And he gave God his best offering. This was about his faith. He really believed in God. And it still impacts people today. Say, how's, how's your giver working today? And I'm talking about all of us. How's your, hey, how's your giver? Turn to your neighbor and say, how's your giver working? And I'm talking about, listen, I'm talking about encouragement. Man, people need encouragement. Man, maybe a hug, I don't know. But, but just, just like, how's your giver working? Proves faith. Sometimes we can lose that giving feeling. I'm not going to sing that. It's a, sometimes we lost that giving feeling. Get it back, and God will bless you. Look at this verse. Oh, this one always kind of jolts my, my, my life. Proverbs 11:24. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. Ouch. Don't fall for the trap of the miser. It's only a few letters from miserable. Listen, you're not stingy. You know that? You're not stingy. God made you. God made you in his image. And God is the most generous person God ever, bar none. And he made you and I just like him. So when you, when you get fearful about giving a word of encouragement or helping someone, just say, get out of the way of my doorway of faith in Jesus' name. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Faith gives to God. And listen, faith walks with God. Say, walks with God. The journey with God is not a sprint, but a walk. Sometimes a brisk walk, sometimes a slow jog, but never a sprint and mostly a walk. Step by step, day by day, walking with Jesus. We overestimate what we think we can do in the short term, and we underestimate what God will do in the long term, always, with our walk. When I was younger... I could run up the stairs and I could skip about four steps. You try to do that? See how many steps you can skip? I can go three, four, five, right? These days it's only one or two. <laughs> you know, as I get older, as I get older and wiser, <laughs> as I get older and wiser, I'm realizing that if I try to jump five steps, I could slip and fall and hurt myself, right? And as you get older and wiser and you understand this is a journey, it's okay that God 
orders our steps. Come on. Step by step. It's okay. Just, just, just be, be good with that. Well, then, how did, okay, let me, let me just show you this. Uh, Hebrews 11, 5 through 6. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. Amen to that. Hello, come on. Who wants that? Give me that. That's the rapture, I believe, but we'll talk about that's another message. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. For it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Well, Dan, how did you get walk from all that? Great question. It's actually found right here in Genesis 5, 23 through 24. Here's another verse. Look at this. I love this verse. That's big. Enoch lived 365 years. Now check this out. Verse 24. Walking in close fellowship with God, then he disappeared because God took him. I just, man, I'm so jealous. He walked with God and then he was no more. That's all he did. That's all it says that he did. That's all we know about Enoch. He just walked with God step by step, day by day. He didn't give up. He enjoyed God's presence closely with him. See, some walk their own path. Some walk their own race. But those who walk with God, those who walk in close fellowship with God, those who need God, it's those who are proving their faith. That's the kind of walk that pleases God. Here's a question. How would you describe your walk how would others describe your walk? You know, when I was, when I was younger, you, you tried to have the cool walk. And it was kind of like this. It was kind of like this, you know, just a little like this, you know. You did this little thing. You ever did that? Kevin still walks that way, I think. But, you know, you, know, you, 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 you kind of, you, you had this. Listen, I've got a very unique walk. It's interesting if you know this. Like, I don't know what it is, man. I walk, I don't know what it is, but, man, my arms go flailing. It's funny because I was in Traverse City not too long ago, and Pastor Tony was on my board. He saw someone from afar, and his wife said, I think that's Pastor Dan. How did you know? Because of his walk. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a compliment at all. It was not a compliment. It was like, that, that's him. That is his walk. But it's authentic. It's who I am. How's your walk? Do people see your need for God in your walk? Oh, they need to. Enoch didn't build an ark. He didn't win the Nobel Peace Prize, become president. He didn't even ride a bike. He walked with God. If there's anything that pleases God, it is our walk with him. Just walking in close proximity with Jesus step by step, hour by hour, day by day. Faith walks with God. And listen, faith builds with God. Say builds with God. Rattle these off. These are good. This is the, this is the, this is the hall of faith right here. See, when faith is open for business, it builds. There will be a purpose and passion to build, building people, building families, building his church. When faith is working, you can't help but build. Hebrews eleven seven. it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. I can't tell you how much I love to see families in church because it proves to me and to God, how much faith you're walking in that you are building right now, building 
family. I love it. Thank you, Jesus. And if it's just you right now, by faith, believe your family's coming in. By faith, believe that, that God is working behind the scenes to reach your family. Faith builds. Your faith, your faith is open for business when there's building happening. Personal building first. You start reading the Bible, going to church. You start listening to a different radio station. Even you get, a, you get into a small group with other strangers who are also building personally. You start getting ideas about how to reach family members and coworkers for Jesus. You are building. You probably didn't know that when you bring your family to church, you're building. When your kids go into their classes, you're building. When you give to a community outreach event, you're building. When you give encouragement, advice, a handshake, a hug, you're building. Proves that your faith is open for business. Great job. We're almost done. Faith builds with God. And faith obeys God. Say obeys God. I've never liked this word. I try to teach my dog and cat to obey. Good luck with a cat. Never going to happen. Obey. That word can ruffle many feathers. But we see the father of our faith, Abraham, simply obey God even when he did not know where he was going, Hebrews 11:8, it was by faith that Abraham obeyed God when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. That phrase alone is so powerful when we live in a world that wants your three to five year plan. They want to know exactly what's what. Come on, you tell me. I'm like, uh, let me just make something up because I walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> let, me just, let me just tell you what you want to hear in the world, but I'll tell you right now, leaders, leaders, great followers of Jesus go or lead not knowing where they're going. How do you like that one? We don't. We just obey. We just follow God. The word obey really means to listen and then take action. Listen and then take action. I get it. Obey has been used at times in hurtful, demanding ways. But I think obey is really simple as well. It's, it's, obey is actually more so a result of faith, an outflow of it. At least that's what God wants. Now, your small steps of obedience can, can, can really open the door of faith too, by the way. But really, the majority of your, of your obedience comes out from an outflow of faith that we just know is open, right? It's open, open for business. You know how I know? Listen, I know, that, I know that, 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 that my faith is working and that obedience is working naturally when there's enthusiasm, it's mixed with joy and love. Someone asks you to do something, yeah, man, I'm, let's do it. I know faith ain't working when there's complaining, frustration, or excuses. <laughs> I've been there and done that, both of those. Why, just the other day, you got a couple minutes? We're almost done. Just the other day, M asked me to do something while I was working. It was right in the middle of something I had to get done. I was immediately reluctant because I was focused on what I, what I needed to get done. Right? Remember that? Hey, can you do these couple things? You do it a lot anyways. But anyways, because <laughs> she's, she's very industrious. She, she not only does four or five things at the same time, but she also gets me to do four or five things at the same time, and I get suckered into it. But that's how things get done, right? <laughs> things are getting done. That's why a house is clean and blah, blah, blah. I was reluctant. I should have said, yes, honey, or yes, ma'am. 
But I was reluctant at first. But I opened up my faith door. And I did what she asked. I quickly obeyed. And you know what? When I quickly obeyed, I felt good about it. And now she owes me one. <laughs> just kidding, not kidding, just kidding, not kidding. Hey, what is God asking you to do by faith? You've been feeling the promptings, the inklings. What are you hearing in your spirit and your mind? Once you hear it, go for it. Why'd you come to church today? You know why you came to church today? Faith. And you obeyed. Hey, give yourself a hand. Come on. Why, why are you listening today? Faith. Your faith door is open. Right? You really came because God says, hey, why don't you get to church? Or somebody else said it. <laughs> and maybe you were reluctant at first. So yeah, I'm going to go. And now you came. Great job. Way to go. See, that wasn't so bad. It didn't hurt, did it? You weren't forced. It was natural. Two more things and we're done. If I, maybe I can't, I can't. Faith waits, waits with, say waits with God. Just run through these waits with God. Waits with God. Waits with God. Hebrews eleven nine. And when he, Abraham, reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. In other words, he waited for God. There he was in the promised land without the other promises fulfilled. Anybody living there like that? Man, you're, you're, you're in church, but, but yet there, there's some other pieces that haven't been in place yet. There, there's some people in your lives that you've been praying for that, that you're still waiting, but you're, you know that you know what God's gonna do. You know what he can do. You know what he's gonna do, but you're still waiting. Anybody here like that? All of us, right? Come on. Every, heaven is when that happens, by the way, but... In the meantime, we wait, and we see the promises. That's what Abraham did. Matter of fact, he never even seen it, saw it. He just got there. He said, this is the land. I'm going to wait. Temple wasn't there. City of God wasn't there. Towns weren't there. Wait, wait. Faith waits with God. Faith expects God. Faith expects God. Faith looks forward get you to a place we're almost done faith looks forward I guess that's why God put eyes in front of our head faith looks forward into the future with expectation doubt gets us stuck in the past Hebrews eleven ten. here we go Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations come on city design built by God he was seeing something by faith he was tapping into his imagination. So one thing I love about Emily, she's a glass full and even overflowing. When little Eeyore comes around, thinks I can't do it, we can do it, she says. I'm like, you're right. You're right. Faith expects. Faith expects. In a moment, we're just going to close our eyes just for a moment. I want you to see something that God wants you to see. Because faith not only expects from God, lastly, faith receives from God. Say receives from God. Receive means to take. God wants you to take something today. Hebrews 11, 11. By faith, 
Sarah herself also received. She took the strength needed to bear a child. She was well past her age. She used her faith and she took from God. She received from God the faithful promise from God. For some reason, this can be a roadblock for many. Really good givers, but not good receivers, right? You know why? Because when someone gives to you, it's out of your control. How many of you have gifts you're going to re-gift this year? Because some, <laughs> come on. <laughs> How many of you have some gifts? Maybe, I don't. But some of you have some gifts. Someone gave you last year, like, that just doesn't work for me. But you couldn't control it. You just had to say, thank you. Thank you so much. Right? God wants you to receive. As we finish right now, I want to give you one scripture. I want you to dream for a moment. I want faith to open up so big right now. I want faith door to open up so big. I want great faith right now in this room. Think about what you, think about where Jesus is right now calling you out. He's on the water somewhere. You got, is, is he on the water in your family? Is he on the water in a, you starting a business? Is he on the water in, 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 whatever, in, in, in a relationship? Is he on the water right now? And find out where he's at because he's calling you to come to him. And Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it or taken it, it will be yours. Come on, let's open up for business. Let's open up for business right now. Close your eyes. This is, this is profound. Close your eyes. I want you to think about it. Think about the area. Where's Jesus right now in your heart, in your mind? Maybe you're believing, you're believing for a prodigal to come home. You're believing for something that seems impossible. Well, nothing's impossible with God. Where's he at? Where's he at? You see him on the water? You see him, you see him waving you in? Maybe you got so discouraged. Maybe the devil is standing in front of your faith. Oh, well, it's over in Jesus' name. God, 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 God. You've given us a picture of what, of what you want to do by faith. eyes closed. How many have a picture? Just raise your hand. Just, just raise your hand if God's giving you a picture of, of a promise, something something that God is asking, is, is, is going to ask you by faith to do. Okay, good, good, good. I love it. 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 Is anything too big for God? No. So God, here's how we end. Say, God, today my faith door is open wide and I believe that I receive and I will have the thing that I'm praying for. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Right. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org that's g-e-t-r-e-s-l-i-f-e dot org and like us on Facebook Resurrection Life Church Cadillac for upcoming events and information and ways to connect God bless you and have a beautiful week